testing. One, two, three. Good. Testing. Let me test my voice now. No oh, clipping. We're you're good. You're a little louder. No, we're, well, I'm louder because I have a deeper voice. Do we have to not talk over each other? We can talk over each oh other. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Stop. That <laughs> was good. Hey, this is Lisa from Mad Money Monster, and this is my first podcast recording. I thought I'd give this whole podcast thing a go since everybody seems to be doing it. Um, so, why am I doing a podcast? Oh, I don't know. Uh, started the blog, madmoneymonster.com. Hopefully, you read that. Uh, back in 2015. But I also think that podcasting reaches a whole different group of people. And it's also a different platform, obviously. And I think maybe it's more entertaining. So joining me on this first podcast experience is my husband, Mr. Mad Money Monster. And he is right here. You want to say hello? Hello, everybody. It's, uh, I guess that what you're supposed to say is, is it's great to be here. <laughs> Oh, you're using your sexy voice today. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I guess we should probably uh, talk about money or something. I hate talking about money. <laughs> you know, I love talking about I money. Know. I don't know. I don't know how we're together because I, I hate talking about money. And let me tell you, anybody listening, I, I don't know what you folks think of, of when money first came into your world. Uh, I never like talking about money because God bless my mother and rest her soul. She's been gone now 12 years. And I never got to meet her. No, you sadly. did not. But you two are very much alike. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, my mother harped on me about money to the point where Mrs. Money Monster here will... Mad Money Monster. I'm sorry. He Ms. likes to cut it short because yes. it's easier. But yes. go ahead, keep going. Um, the Mrs. <laughs> yes. Loves to rag on me about money. And when she does, I just shut down. I'm like, I, whatever. Just here's the money. Pay the bills. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so you would never guess that Mr. Mad Money Monster was like that. But here we are being honest. Right. Open and honest. Right. right? This this podcast is kind of like Seinfeld. Like we're, we're just going and hoping that people listening go, yeah, I can totally identify with this. Um, we're, we're not cherry picking our image. <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're, we're as about this as real as you're going to get. This yeah, is this it. is it. <laughs> what Warts you hear is what you get. Sorry about that. I, I remember my mother uh, coming to me when I was in, my God, it had to be seventh, eighth grade. And I always called it the uh, the nightly dinner harangues because I'd, I'd sit at the table and I'm 13, right? I'm, I'm 12, 13 years old. And my mother would sit across the table and cigarette in hand. And she would look at me and go, so... You're going to be driving in about three years. What are, you, what are you doing about that? Hey, I think that sounds like a great conversation. It, and it's, great, your... it's great if you're starting that conversation. <laughs> and what was your answer? My answer was, what do you mean? And she goes, what do you mean, what do I mean? You know, uh, you're going to have a car to pay for it. Because, and here comes the standard line. Oh, wait, can I do it? Go ahead. Okay. If you think for one second you're going to be on our insurance and we're paying for it, you got another thing coming. Bingo. <laughs> That was exactly, and I, I would sit there. All I want to do is eat. All I want to do is eat. And and she's like, so you have to get a job. And I'm like, but I'm 13. Doesn't stop you from working. What, your legs fall off? <laughs> right. You can mow, mow lawns. That's what she said. And you know Deliver what? papers. So I did. Right. So I, I got a job uh, landscaping out at, near the uh, local golf course. And um, I, I landscaped. Oh, you were a landscaper. 
Yeah, I mowed lawns now and I pulled know what weeds. Your abilities are. Yes, I, I mowed lawns. I pulled weeds. I I raked. I did all of that. I got cash. I'd bring it home and I hand it to my mom, who started a bank account for me up at Security National Bank and Trust, which is no longer around. <laughs> and um, I had an account where she just put that money in. Every once in a while, she would ask me, well, is there anything you need? Now at 13, what do you need? Except I was starting a very healthy dating life. Oh, boy. This so, sounds like a whole other podcast episode. That may be. I'm not going to get into that right now. But what I'm saying is I was taking girls like on dinner dates at eighth grade. So I'm paying for dinner and movie tickets. And my mom is like, you know, this is great. But, um, you know, you have a car to pay for in like two and a half, three years, <laughs> you know, for car insurance. And... uh so I, I, it became like a negative reinforcement that I, I just didn't want to sit. At, I couldn't, I couldn't sit at the table and just enjoy a meal because you sit there waiting. Like here it comes, here it comes, and then so what are you doing about a job this summer? <laughs> and and I'm like, other kids don't get this repetition, repetition, Repe- hey, oh repetition. Our kid gets this. Oh, yeah, I know. kinda. I, yeah, I kinda. Mean, she's a little young. She's not 13 yet, but yeah. You want to talk about money and my mom going? Well, you can't be throwing, you know, five, ten dollars. A weekend going to the movies and dinner. Believe that? Like five, ten dollars. Like that got you dinner and a movie, man. Yeah, but your your income was pretty paltry at that point. Right. So but that... what I'm what I'm saying is that like a movie ticket was like three seventy five. Right. And your probably gross income for the year is probably like, I don't know, a thousand dollars at that point. Probably at that point. I, I yeah. guess there wasn't gross and net at that point. It was probably But all, my mother is all giving, under the table. Right. My mother's giving me hell for um Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I'm sitting there and she's across the table from me with a cigarette in her hand. And my mother always had a cigarette. I'm telling you, my mother was a three pack a day smoker. So that costs some, that costs some money right there. Absolutely. So what is she talking about? <laughs> right. So I, I'll flash forward real quick and is then I'll... The, uh... Is this the mowing? The lawnmower yes, story. The lawnmower. So now go now go when I'm in my late thirties and my mother is now in the early stages of, of dying of emphysema. And she's at the house and it was a summer and my father was outside mowing um, by hand because the riding tractor battery had died. Now, to give a real quick background, the money was tight in my parents' house all the time because they bought satire business. And so uh, their house had been paid off. Well, that's another episode for another time. <laughs> yes, but they they were paying off a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage in less than five years. And that was the business. That was the business. Yes. So things were a little tight. But anyway, I come over and my mother's sitting at the table, and uh, she was still smoking. And she said, "Oh, you know, your poor father. He's out there, and he's." Mowing by hand, the tractor battery is dead. And I go, well, how much is a tractor battery? And she goes, $60. And I'm thinking like, well, I'll just give her the 60 bucks. And then I stopped. (laughs) And you had a flashback. I had a flashback. (laughs) Of those dinner conversations when you were 13. The badgering at the dinner table. (laughs) And suddenly I looked at her and I said, well, don't smoke for two weeks. And there's your $60 for your battery. Because what's a carton of cigarettes at that time? 30 bucks a piece? I don't even know. So don't <laughs> smoke for two weeks and you got your battery. And my mother just sat there glaring at me like, how dare you? And it's like, oh, I dare. <laughs> oh, I dare. Because if if I sat here going, oh, mom, I, I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage, you know, but I'm drinking yeah, a couple three cases, cases, yeah, a three cases of beer a week. <laughs> my mother would say, well, maybe if you didn't drink. 
You could take that money that's going toward those cases. And I don't drink. I'm just using that as an example. So this is a testament. She, she was a good mother. Look at what she taught you, right? I guess. She- but <laughs> on the flip side, you had the analysis that my mother, while frugal and wise with her money, she had no credit card debt or anything like that, um, didn't really build wealth. And that True. never occurred me occurred to me till I started seeing you. And when you brought that up, it was like I was so proud of my mom. She paid off her house. They, they, they had no car debt. Everything was bought either in cash or if they did put anything on credit, it was quickly paid off. I mean, ze- I'm talking, no exaggeration, zero credit card debt. Yeah. No mortgage. They paid a 30-year mortgage in 15 years. That is super commendable. Okay. Incredible stuff. But when she died, there wasn't a lot of wealth. Yeah. That's a stark difference from, from my childhood. My, my mom and dad, there was a huge age gap. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, 27 years, huge. Um, so my dad was kind of old school and hands off and um, he was always there. And, you know, they were both hard workers, but they didn't earn a lot of money. But my mom just, man, she just loved to spend money. Now, we didn't necessarily live above our means because we, we lived in a trailer, 8 by 50 trailer. Um, kept it immaculate, you know, certainly... You know, we weren't dirty. We didn't want for food. We didn't, you know, I wasn't afraid I was going to be cold in the in the winter, anything like that. But, um, you know, there was a time where we went without a hot water heater and we mm-hmm. had to heat our, our bath water on the stove. <laughs> and I definitely remember that until a relative helped us out with, um, with buying a water heater. But, you know, growing up, she would... You know, since my father was older, you know, he got a social security check each month. And he, he actually also still worked quite a few hours each week. I think like 35, close to 40 hours each week, close, yeah. to, close to full time. He was a custodian at a church. and um, But I can remember, you know, summers with my mother when social security check is coming out. I can remember watching out the window is it here yet? Is it here yet? You know, we were watching for the mailman or woman. I'm not sure what it was at that who it was at that time. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be insult, insulting anyone. But, um, you know, the mail came, and as soon, I mean, before they were even pulling away from the from the mailbox, we were we were walking out to the mailbox to get that social security check so we could go cash it, go for lunch, go get. You know, we'd go down to the mall. We'd we'd buy you know new things. I mean, obviously, we didn't blow it all. I mean, we. You know, my parents still paid their bills, and but it was never a you know let's let's save for the future and you know re- retirement. Actually, my dad was already there. You know, he was already older if he's re- receiving the social security checks. But um, you know, my mother was in her forties, thirties, forties at that point, and uh, never a conversation about the future. I mean, ob- you know, they didn't have that much money. They didn't make that much money. My mom worked off and on. Um, here and there cleaning um so sometimes she'd work for i don't know a few months at a time a couple of years at a time it was probably but then she'd turn around and take a couple of years off and so whatever money came in went out for whatever um so there was never a you know emphasis on on saving just an emphasis on spending everything you have now see that was the opposite <laughs> my mother emphasize saving, saving, saving. But there was this, uh, I, I like, we we didn't live in a trailer. We lived 
Oh, but you did when you were born. When I was born, <laughs> yes, that is true. I was born and lived in a trailer, and then they bought a half a double. Not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way. <laughs> I look back, like at the time, I was super embarrassed because I was growing up, and you know, kids are kids and whatever. And uh, but but now I, you know, I look at that as a great way to save money, actually. Like a yeah. house. Yeah. Look, there's. I'm not saying there oh, should be any look, shame. And even if you ha- if you have to live in a trailer, that's that's nothing. No shame in that either. Right. And I just showed you that yeah, piece I this know, morning on on how people living in oh, mobile sh- wait, homes. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. <laughs> Good. I, I don't know if I will. I don't. You even, should. I don't even know how to do that yet. Well, you're going to learn. <laughs> but my mother, my mother emphasized saving. We had a, a very low income growing up. Uh, things didn't really get better in my life until my stepfather came into the picture. And financially, my mother was about saving, saving, saving. So, you know, you can only save so much. I mean, you, you got to have a life. And I, you know, had this very active social life once uh, I started hitting like seventh, eighth grade and then started dating and I wanted to go to movies and I wanted to do all this kind of stuff. And my mother was like, yeah, but you've got to put money away. You got to put money away. So, you know, I, I ended up you know, learning how to balance a checkbook and, and all of that. But here's, here's the kicker of where I'm going with all of this. But when it came time for college, I didn't know what the heck to do. Oh, this is another podcast. But that's we another podcast. I know, but... That's too good. You know, filling out financial <laughs> aid forms and then finding the money to stay in college. Look, my parents could not write a check every semester to the bursar's office. Like, my mom put away enough money over the years to get me through one full year at Penn State. And I blew it. And that's another episode <laughs> that for another time. a very entertaining episode. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but, but what a ride. Yes. <laughs> so... There was money wasted. And yeah, so you're a, yeah. you're encouraged to save, but save toward what? Even when you sit at the table and bring up the spreadsheet and all of that stuff. And <laughs> we have <laughs> we have the money to pay the bills. Of course. And I'm sitting there going, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. And uh, to which I respond, but you are mad, Mr. Mad Money Monster. <laughs> or like, whatever. <laughs> and now Mad Money Cat is walking on oh the desk. Oh my God, she's so pretty. There are two of them. Yes. I'm sure you see the pictures here and there. <laughs> um, well, can, you know, on the flip side, my, my mom, even though she blew every cent she had, and mm-hmm. still to this day does, which is why we help her with necessities like groceries. Um, It's interesting because growing up, all I can remember her drilling into my head was save your money, save for retirement. Never depend on anyone else. Don't depend on a man. Don't depend, you know, have your own money, have your own accounts, have, you know, get an education. So all these things, I mean, my mother dropped out of school in ninth grade. She went a few a few months in, into ninth grade and, and dropped out. Um, but it's funny, like she, she knew what to do, but she didn't do them herself. Thankfully, I, I've come to realize that I'm, I guess, what, what you call coachable. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> And that's a great story, by the way. Uh, I can't wait till you get to the coachable story of, of when you realized your real potential. So I took, you know, I took what she said and I listened and, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I graduated high school, I didn't go to college right away. Well, I, I waited for about a year, but um, 
uh, you know, I was working at a factory and I was irritated because I can remember you couldn't contribute to the to the 401k at that factory. Um, and this was a global company, actually. This was a very big company until you were 21 years old. I was really irritated with that. Mm-hmm. But um, you <laughs> don't really like talking about money. You like being financially secure and you like building wealth and not having debt. And that's... I'm intrigued about the wealth building. Yeah. That's, that's what intrigues me because we didn't have that. Well, we, we met what, in 2013? Late 13, early 14. Something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, at that point, you know, I was in my 30s. You're in your 40s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I can remember, you know, just coming to the realization that we need to get our act together. Like, you know, we were dating Mm-hmm. And spending money and going out to eat and do it. Basically, just not even thinking about how much money we were spending. And You hemorrhage it. Yeah. And, you know, when you start dating and you have a new relationship and, you know, the sun is shining and the birds sure. are chirping and <laughs> all is right with the world, you don't really want to sit down and say, well, we probably shouldn't spend more than $50 eating out this month. <laughs> right. And, and you know, that's why I wanted to, to join this first podcast, because for someone like me, there have to be people out there listening that are like me. And that is nobody really wants to be broke and nobody wants to be in debt. But there are, there are those of us out there that we have other things that, look, there's no such thing as no time. When somebody tells you, I don't have time to do something, I didn't have time to text you back, what it means is, you're not a priority. And I think some people feel that way about money. They, oh. they want their money. They, they don't want to be starving. They don't want to be in debt. But they also don't want to sit and listen to, you know, people lecture them on money, um, you know, or get into the deep intricacies of, of wealth building. And, and a lot of us just go, look, just give me the details. Just give me the what I need or to the know. the Cliff's Notes. The Cliff's yeah, Notes, yeah, yeah. right. Just, just give me that and, and then I'll do it. Of course. And... I'm betting somebody listening right now is going, yep, that's me, <laughs> right? And I'll bet there are some people listening right now that their parents drove them nuts. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about saving? Uh, school clothes are coming up. If you think I'm going to be spending all this money on school clothes, you have to contribute. You're, you're not a little kid anymore. <laughs> you can help buy your own school clothes. And I did. And I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that you were given the basic roadmap to do things. But when it came time to branch off and go off that road on your own without your, your parents were really your GPS agent. Okay. That's oh, really sure. what they were. I didn't know what to do. So when but I, got, I don't think your parents really knew what to do. Well, I they didn't agree. build well. I they would agree. they, they lived below their means. You know, they made decent money and they paid off. They didn't have debt and they, you know, that's it. They, you know, they didn't, they didn't know what kind of roadmap to give you to build wealth because they didn't do it on their own. And that was before the whole, internet craze sure like <laughs> when you went into that. when you went into inquire about financial aid for college and please somebody make a comment on the website about this um somebody else had to go through this where do you start i mean you oh fill out the financial aid the fafsa i, I don't oh, know it was pink that was torture right and you got guidance counselors some of them with one foot out the door in retirement going oh you're just gonna have to work they've changed things you ever notice that when the guidance go oh they've changed some things you know i can say when I filled out my FAFSA, I have to say this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I when it says, it, I mean, I had like no money for college, so I filled out the FAFSA, FAFSA 
and I can remember checking the box. So it said, are you willing to work? You know, like a work study, I guess. Like, yeah. Basically, are you willing to work for food? <laughs> work for your tuition, I guess. Sure. And I checked no. <laughs> Who checks no? But right. I checked no. And they did not expect me to right. work on campus for them. That was fantastic. But see, now, let's build off that. My mother, when I got to Penn State, was like, well, you better think of a way to work on campus. Well, I didn't know anything. I didn't know you could do that. I can't blame. Well, but she probably didn't know. Look, that was, like I said, that was before the internet. I mean, kids. I didn't know about the cleft test. These kids today, they don't know how lucky they are. Like You just tap, 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 and everything is at your fingertips. Everything you need to know, you know, you need for school or you need for anything is right there. There's, you know, a million YouTube videos about it. There are a million blog posts about it. There are. But I didn't, we didn't have any of that. Right. We did not have any of that. And and there's somebody sitting there going, what do you mean you didn't know you couldn't work on campus? Well, I I guess like, yeah, you can get a job, but I didn't know it paid anything significant in the way of tuition or anything like that. But let's also state that you're... Your mother, although she did go to nursing school yes. as an adult, she did not have the college experience. No, she did right? not. Right? So, no, you know, and my not. parents didn't graduate high school, let alone college. So they didn't even have the right the experience of it, firsthand experience of it to relay the, even that information to us. And that is probably the worst time for your parents to go, well, I got you this far, you're on your own. <laughs> right? And then you're like, I-, I don't know, I go to guidance and you get guidance counselors going, well, we, we really don't know. Right. So what do I do? Okay, here's that long form. We sit at the table. And then then my mother's irritated about finances, right? Well, now we got to sit here for the next two hours and fill this thing out? I don't know. For the last three years, you badgered me at the table about, well, you're 13. <laughs> what are you doing for a job? What will you be doing? How will you be saving money? You've got to do more. And then when you get your first job. Look, this is back when you turned 18 and you were like an adult. Yes. Right? And I think yes. your mom, because your mom had some hard times in her life, and I think she she got you to 18, and she's like, all right, I did a good job. Out the door you go. You figure this out. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, that's, so, yes. You know, you can, yes. different experiences, different, you know, right? That's. Absolutely. Yeah, and look, look, my mom did the same thing. You know, same generation, you know, she. I turned 18. Like I said, I was I had the job at the factory. I got myself an apartment. Um, I can remember I was I was literally 18. She walks in through my apartment door that I could barely afford working in a factory alone, <laughs> um, and she says, "Here, I'm going to show you how to fill out a check because you have to start paying your own car insurance." Which I wasn't up until that point. They had me as a I don't know add-on yeah. policy. Add-on. Yeah. I don't even know, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so as soon as I turned 18, it was the same thing. All right, you're an adult. You're on your own. Here's how you fill out a check, and here's how you pay your bills and be gone. Pretty much same (laughs) thing. I was expected to maintain. I had, you know, pretty much an an honors average in high school. I was uh, a class officer. I was a class president. And, um, you know, my mom was like, well, you've got to look at scholarships. You've got to look at grants. You've got to look at all these things. You know, you've got to build up your resume, build up your resume. The irony of it all is, is like you said, then when you turn 18, it's like, okay, you're out of the nest. Bye. Yeah. And and it's like, I, I don't know if I have all the tools. And if I do have all the tools, I don't know how to use them all. <laughs> and I crashed and burned at Penn State, which I will always go on record as saying that one of the, the biggest mistakes in my life was failing out of Penn State. Well... I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, you're not me. Hey, you met me. Like I said, failing out of Penn State. (laughs) 
all this to say, I feel like we're rambling a bit, but this is our first first podcast, so you have to give us a little slack. <laughs> um, I did some smart things, and then I did some really stupid things with money. So, and I think everybody listening can say that it's not like it's not like we are sitting here saying, "Oh, we've never had any debt. We've we've right. done it right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're so lucky. Our parents paid for our college." Um, right. You know, we didn't have any college debt, and we did this, and you know, we we saved our money. We put twenty percent down on our home when we bought it. No, there was nothing no, like that. In was... fact, the home the home we're sitting in right now, I walked away from uh, signing or closing day with two hundred dollars left in my bank account. Like that was not a smart move, and I can't even believe I was approved. <laughs> But whatever, it's 10 years later, and thankfully it, it has worked out, and, you know, here we are. And I think this has been a, a very therapeutic first podcast. <laughs> I, I feel like I've just gone Did through a get... therapy session. I know. you know, Your mom, your issues with your mom. Well, no issues. Or... <laughs> I love my mother dearly. She was awesome. Hey, I talked about my mom, too, so we're yeah. okay. As long as they don't, well, your mom, sadly, is not going to listen. No. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? My mom is not going to listen. She can barely make a phone call with her phone. So <laughs> I think we're safe. <laughs> you know, Maybe my mom has a better chance being dead listening to this podcast no. with the airwaves out there than your mom with technology. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on this first journey, adventure, whatever you want to call it. and Therapy our, session. Our, uh, I guess our point? <laughs> Our point is, listen, if you're stressed out about money too, let us know. Look, tax time is stressful. Finding money to cover this. If you got kids, there are field trips. There's this, uh. there's that, there's this, and gifts and birthdays. And oh man. And and look, I know that's life. We're just pointing out that we wanted to make a real podcast. Yes. And um, and not be phony. Like, right. I, I feel like some podcasts I, I hear, you know, people have like their front stage voice. Yeah. And I'm not using my front we're, stage. We're not talking like this. This, this is how we actually talk. Hey, to everybody, each other. we're going to talk to you like this in podcast voice. How do you like that? Or, hey, let's talk about um, when I was growing up. <laughs> You're not going to get that here. No. So, this is our real like selves. This is how we talk to each other on a daily basis. Min- much. Minus the bad words. I'm trying to hold myself back. Wait. What, what have we learned? Okay. Let's do our voice. I, what I'm have we learned? Say, when we found this financial community <laughs> back in 2015, and I thought, hey, I'm going to start a blog because everybody else is doing that too, <laughs> which I am glad I did. That was fun. Um, but I had no idea like people were retiring early and saving 50% or more of their income. And like, I just didn't know that. Had I known that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I think we'd be retired today <laughs> or well, pop. We, we'd have the option because we don't necessarily want to retire it, early. We've uh, embraced that we don't have to not go out to eat ever again. I'd be fine with that. Oh, stop. I would not. I know I, you wouldn't. Well, we did it for a stint there and <laughs> the extreme frugality is it's fine, but it's uh, it's not for us. All right, I think we should sign off. Now. Yeah, let's sign off. Okay, okay, we've rambled long enough, right? Okay. Thanks for listening. Right. Thank you. 
and uh, stay tuned for another one. By the way, just get ready. We've got a, a, in a whole video game, Atari, oh Pac-Man, how Pac-Man ate my money. Because I'm sure my, my audience is like Pac-Man fever. Let's find it. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. See ya.